celebrating the sounds of Memphis for 21 years, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation. AutoZone, parts are just part of what we do. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. This week, the caravan heads down the street to the Orpheum Theater for the finals of the 2017 International Blues Challenge. IBC is one of the Blues Foundation's flagship programs. It's where tomorrow's blues stars come to Memphis to showcase their talent in front of thousands of fans, fellow artists, and music industry representatives. Today we'll hear performances from the finals featuring the winners and runners-up of the solo duo and band categories. We'll also hear interviews with participants and Blues Foundation staff. That's coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. So today we're broadcasting the finals of the 33rd Annual International Blues Challenge. For 33 years, blues societies from all over the world have been sending their champions, their most talented, to Memphis to represent on Beale Street. It's just phenomenal, and we'll have to put emphasis on the international part of the International Blues Challenge, because over the years, it's grown and grown in scope and reach, and it's truly a global phenomenon. There are participants from all over the world. Most of our listeners are probably aware of this already, but you worked for the Blues Foundation for many years, and I'm guessing you experienced a lot of IBCs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's think back for a second. Let's name some of the artists we recall first seeing at the IBCs that went on to have career in blues. Susan Tedeschi. Susan Tedeschi, first, that's right. First artist that always comes to mind when I think of IBC, Mr. M- Sip. Mr. Sip. Yeah, Jerika Singleton. Um, Southern Avenue. Southern Avenue. Southern Avenue didn't win the IBCs, but they still came out of it with a record deal. It just goes to show that you don't have to win the competition to be a winner. You can leave with lots of contacts. Um, Lots of blues promoters are there, and they're looking for new talent. Festival representatives. Yeah, blues societies are there. They book their own shows. So it's really a great place to get contacts. So obviously we have a lot of music in store for today. We're going to get to it. In the first half of today's show, we'll hear the runner-up and the winner of the solo duo category. So let's get started with Brody Buster, representing the Kansas City Blues Society. Here's the International Blues Challenge live on Bill Street Caravan. Well, yeah, now we'll be on your way. 
bitching, baby. Whoa, coming down on me. I said, sorry, here's a weakness in a what was dumb will always be. So I'm kicking it to the ground and you're gonna come fall down, wait to see. I was talking to the preacher, I told going on. He said, don't be nobody's fool. Everyone knows right from wrong. Well, these words I say to you, yes, I'm from the golden rule and they are true. I said, hey, yeah, oh, get out of my life. They ain't none of you say, well, yeah, now we'll be on your way.
Well, it's a pretty heavy thing that, that while you're in the contest, you may not want to think about too much. Um, it's one of those things, what do you think about when you're doing your stuff? Well, you don't want to think at all. You know, you want to go and do that. But of course you want to have some time of reflection before and after. Um, you know, I still watch videos of Stevie Ray Vaughan on the Orpheum stage. You know, that went through my head last year when I went out on that stage, you know. And, um, but then you've got also some really great local acts. You know, here, Eric Hughes is a friend of mine and, and a number of others. These guys are here all the time. So, you know, you got to think about the fight they're fighting, you know, they're fighting the good fight and uh, things like that. And we're just here for a week. But yeah, the history isn't lost on you. It's something that uh, that does strike you. And of course, I think it means different things to different people. I always, uh, every time I walk by 4th and Beale, I think it was that Furry Lewis album. You know, I had my picture taken at 4th and Beale, just this, you know, here I was. Honey, all this time I got the blues. Yeah, this time I got the blues. I had a dream. Oh, baby, just the other night. I had a dream. Another man was holding it tight. Then I woke up. When I realized everything was more than a dream, baby. I've been missing you so much, honey. Oh, yeah, this time I got the blues. This time I got the blues. to my mama today and I asked my mama mama why does my wife want to hurt me so bad she said now son you might well understand what's come between you is another man she got to give up and come home baby we got to give up and forget about a baby now you're all alone, all alone on your own. Yeah, I've been missing you so much, honey. Well, this time I got the blues, and this time I got the blues. 
A lot of it's it's Bill Street, man. It's history, you know. As a musician and anybody that loves the blues, if you're a blues player, what would be better than coming to Bill Street to play the blues? You know, the home of it. You know, the first time I was ever on Bill Street and played, it was like, wow, I'm here where you know W.C. Handy and uh, Tater Red and B.B. King and all these people have been here, and I'm I'm standing here in the same spots where they stood. And if you love the blues, you appreciate the history of it and appreciate the hardships that the people went through to be able to put that music out there for others to listen to. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. We return now to the finals of the International Blues Challenge with the winner of the solo duo category, Al Hill, representing the Nashville Blues Society. Good to be here. 
could do a little thing. My friend Patrick Prouty wrote this tune for a record we did with the Detroit artist Alberta Adams a few years back. to Chicago, Memphis, L.A., and New York. I love Atlanta and New Orleans, of course. But no matter where I roam, Detroit is
Thank you. I guess I should explain. I'm representing Nashville here tonight. That was Al Hill, winner of the solo duo category at the 2017 International Blues Challenge. We'll return with more music, but right now we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Preston Lauterbach as he continues his series, The Chitlin Circuit and the Road to Rock and Roll. Now we're going down to Sunbeam Mitchell's joint at the corner of Beale Street and Hernando to hear the roots of the Memphis sound. While rock and music and new nightclubs boomed across the Chitlin circuit during World War II, there wasn't much happening down in Memphis, Tennessee. There, the political machine of Edward Hull Crump had closed the lid on black nightclubs back in 1940. But that all changed after the war. That was a time for a revival in the home of the blues, and it began with a powerful partnership between the black underworld and white legitimate business on Beale Street. In 1945, black entrepreneur Andrew Sunbeam Mitchell opened a hotel, bar, and nightclub on the famous avenue above a drugstore owned by Abe Plow, one of the wealthiest men in the country. Plow had launched a successful cosmetics company on Beale and later branched out into pharmaceuticals with St. Joseph Aspirin. Sunbeam called his place the Mitchell Hotel, but it would have been awful hard to sleep through the all-night jam sessions going on there. These featured head-cutting contests between locals and pieces of whatever touring act was in town. These contests nurtured musicians like the virtuoso jazz pianist, Finest Newborn Jr. But the scene revolved around tenor saxophonist Bill Harvey. As pianist Ford Nelson recalled, we would leave our jobs as early as we could to hear him blow. Ford Nelson also explained how a non-musician like Sunbeam Mitchell had such a profound impact on the Memphis sound. Nelson said Sunbeam was very practical. He knew the audience preferred blues, but that the musicians preferred jazz. So, he gave us some leeway. I woke up this morning That's B.B. King with Woke Up This Morning, sounding just like he did with the Bill Harvey band at Sunbeams. Behind these scenes, Sunbeam Mitchell was making his money not from blues, but its close companion, booze. He sold whiskey all night and every day without regard to law, while his wife Ernestine leased rooms at the Mitchell Hotel to prostitutes. Musician Emerson Abel explained how Sunbeam got away with it. He said Sunbeam was Abe Plow's ace. Didn't nobody mess with Sunbeam. So, an extremely prosperous white businessman was also a major influence on black music. But Sunbeam needed another connection to take the simmering Memphis sound nationwide. In the summer of 1947, Houston kingpin Don Roby was out scouting for talent to showcase at his nightclub, the Bronze Peacock, and for clubs where he could book his client, Clarence Gatemouth Brown. Roby's travels brought him to Memphis, and the word on Beale Street guided him up to the Mitchell Hotel. The two kingpins hit it off and began a fruitful partnership. Tough Green, who led one of Sunbeam's many house bands, was the first Beale Streeter to work for Roby. Green and his band traveled to Houston later in 1947 to play at a Roby night spot. 
Within a couple of years, Bill Harvey, the tenor sax player who anchored the Mitchell Hotel scene, was also leading the studio band for Roby's newly formed Peacock Records and touring for Roby's Buffalo Booking Agency. And for years to come, the stage at Sunbeams led straight to Roby's studio. This is one star that made that Memphis-Houston connection, Little Junior Parker, with the Bill Harvey Band doing a Harvey original, Next Time You See Me, straight from Beale Street. Next time you see me, things won't be the same. Yes, next time you see me, things won't be the same. And if it hurts you, my darling, you only have yourself to blame. Don Roby and Sunbeam Mitchell weren't the only forces behind Memphis music in the 40s. Right as their partnership began, radio station WDIA started broadcasting in all-black format, giving the type of R&B records Roby and others were making a powerful boost. The artist most fans associate with the early days at WDIA is the pride of Indianola, Mississippi, Riley B.B. King. Like all the youngsters on Beale, B.B. hung around the Mitchell to hear Bill Harvey. B.B. said that was a thrill and an education. B.B. also worked as a disc jockey at WDIA and used his clout in an unusual fashion to make his first hit record. In 1951, Lowell Fulson came to perform in Memphis, and B.B. put Fulson's records in heavy rotation to help fill the hall. It worked, and B.B. let Fulson know. When Fulson thanked him, B.B. said, Tell you what you can do. Let me do that song of yours, Three O'Clock Blues. The song was a breakthrough for B.B. King. The only thing that challenged its supremacy in the national rhythm and blues charts was a song from another Mitchell Hotel regular, Roscoe Gordon, whose No More Doggin' was heating up. Think about it. The two top acts in black music had gotten their start in the same Beale Street joint. Memphis was back. Now, Sunbeam Mitchell knew that the expanding appeal of these musicians equaled a growth opportunity for his bootlegging business. WDIA broadcast artists like B.B. into Mississippi, and Mississippi was a dry state. So Sunbeam developed a system of partnerships with Mississippi kingpins like Hardface Clanton down in Tunica and Milton Barnes in Hattiesburg. Sunbeam provided the talent for these men to showcase at their nightclubs, and what talent it was. Straight from the billboard charts to the local juke joint, they drew crowds, and the crowds bought Sunbeam's whiskey. It was just like the medicine shows had done. B.B. signed with Sunbeam's Houston partner, Don Roby, and toured the Chitlin Circuit for Roby's Buffalo Booking Agency for nine years, sometimes with his Beale Street idol, Bill Harvey. Though B.B. never officially recorded for Roby, numerous other alumni of the Mitchell Hotel did, including Roscoe Gordon, Finest Newborn Junior, Struction Johnson, Little Junior Parker, and many other sidemen. Roby's biggest hit makers at his record companies arrived via the Memphis Pipeline. Two kids from the same neighborhood, Johnny Ace and Bobby Blue Bland. We're going out with one of many Bobby Bland classics at Peacock Record, Ain't Nothing You Can Do. So he tries another lick An Iceman can't cut his ice, no lord So he buys another pick Electric lights go out But a candlelight will see you through But when you got a heartache There ain't nothing you can do There ain't nothing
Beale Street Caravan, this is Preston Lauterbach, author of The Chitlin Circuit and The Road to Rock and Roll. We'll have to take a quick break for local announcements, but when we come back, we'll hear more from the International Blues Challenge. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. You can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's a lot more music to come. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in this week, we're featuring the finals of the 2017 International Blues Challenge. We've already heard the runner-up, Al Hill, and the winner, Brody Buster, of the solo category, and we're just about to jump into the finals of the band category. But first, let's learn a little more about the IBC and the organization behind the event, the Blues Foundation. Pat had the chance to catch up with our good friend, Joe Whitmer. Joe's in charge of operations at the Blues Foundation. Let's hear what he had to say. Being this guy that's in Memphis that's surrounded by blues music all the time, to see all these acts coming from all parts of the world and their love for the music and their knowledge of it. Is it, you know, what what kind of... You know, I think what drives me and and, and the rest of the team that, that produces this event is is we've got to do, we've got to be on our best behavior and give these artists the best uh, the best time that they that they have because they are they are spending a lot of money to come over and play um, on the street that really gave gave birth to all Western music that we listen to nowadays. So so when they come in from around the world to play on Beale Street, um, it's really important. It's really important that we have the best of the best ready for them. Um, they are super excited, and and the acts at the International Blues Challenge are the best of the best of their region or country in the first place. So so these acts are already winners. So we want to make sure that their experience in Memphis. Um, that we hit the production values as high as their excitement level is to mm-hmm. come here and perform. So, well, I, I've seen bands, you know, get down on their knees and kiss Bill Street, 
kiss the cobblestones. They're so excited to be here. And that goes for the, the bands that are coming from the, around the United States also. This is sort of, for them, like a spiritual journey. Well, that's exactly how they, they view it, and, and really it is. I mean, we, the, the street gave birth to Western music, as we just said, so to see their excitement when they come here, not only just to come and be able to play music, but to be here and witness and feel and feel the uh, feel the the presence of the artists that were here before them. That's that's what they're looking for. That's their inspiration. This is their Super Bowl. This is the biggest thing um, on their journey, on their musical journey so far, is to come and compete on Beale Street. Um, and it's a it's a huge it's a huge undertaking, and it's something that that we take very seriously. I've still pe heard people say, "Oh, well, the blues it's dying out, it's dying out." But if you look at what is being released with new artists representing the art form and, and so, with so many different sounds, and if you look at the International Blues Challenge and the excitement of these artists coming from around the world to be a part of this competition and then you look at you know you guys do the blues music awards and the blues is alive and well <laughs> it's alive it's well it's kicking it's a uh, it's a it's a very strong genre and industry um, that's something that we forget about that it is we're in the music business it's a music industry genre you know now we've got the Grammys have brought back now now there's two categories in the Grammys we're getting there. We'll have more more blues categories in the future, hopefully. Um, but we now have two again. So the importance of blues um, on an on an international level, on an international music level, um, you know, it might it might fleet from time to time. But the genre is strong. The the genre is growing, um, and uh, the genre, in my opinion, is doing very well. Well, do you also see um, more young people playing the music? This year we had over 30 um, youth acts uh, come to showcase, come to town just to play a 30-minute set on Beale Street. Over 30 acts came to do that, so yes, we do. Um, the Blues Foundation has a program called Generation Blues, uh, where, we, where we award scholarships um, to send young people to music camps really throughout the year, and this year we're gonna be sending them all over North America. We're gonna include Canada um, in, in this program this year. So, so last year um, we awarded almost $20,000 to young people to go to music camps. These are just the ones that came through, through our organization. Um, so yes, there's lots and lots of young people. And, and of course you go to Juke Joint Festival or you go, to, um, you go to North Mississippi Hill Country Picnic and you will see, you will see um, legions of young people coming mm -hmm. to enjoy, to enjoy um, our great music. Southern music. Yeah, there is um, definitely Mississippi Hill Country Picnic is, is one we go to every year because it's always got such great energy. And, um, you know, Kenny Brown, all the folks down there are just so great to work with. Well, I want to invite people to check out the Blues Foundation website. Come to Memphis for IBC. It's, it, there's nothing like it. IBC and the Blues Music Awards are two just seeped in all the way, wading into the water experiences in the blues. And I, I think it's a great time to come to Memphis if you like the music. It's a chance to not just dive in, but also meet 
the artist because there isn't, unlike other art forms, there's not like this veil between the artist and the fan. You can just go up to somebody and say, hey, hey, Mr. Rush, I love your music. And he'll be like, oh, come on over here. You know, I back in 1973, I was, you know. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right, though. All of our artists are, are open for the conversation. Bobby, uh, Doug McLeod, uh, seen on the street this year at IBC. Um, uh, Walter Trout, Kenny Neal, fans walking up and getting pictures taken, having conversations about something they saw on a Facebook post, uh, getting to know the people. The blues really is a community. And once you're in the community, you're in the community forever. And, and I think that that's more than anything, I think that's what the fans are really seeing is the community aspect of it. The, fan, the, the artists know, um, the artists realize the community part about it. Um, Tab Benoit at the Blues Music Awards a couple of years ago in his acceptance speech thanked the fans for, for, for him getting an award. And he knew that if his bus broke down um, in some dark blues corner somewhere in the world, he could call up some blues fans and they would come to his rescue. <laughs> that's the and truth. <laughs> that's and that's a community. That's what we're talking about. Well, thank you. What what's you guys' website? Just throw it in. Give a shameless plug. It's blues.org. Um, visit it. Click around. Go have some fun on our on our new and upgraded website. Um, you've got membership questions. Want to talk to an apps uh, an actual person? Call Stephen Whitney at extension ten at 901-527-2583. Did I say extension ten? Yes, you did. All right, blues.org. So, so thank you so much to come in. We we enjoy doing IBC every year, and um, this is it's always a great show. So thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Back to the 2017 International Blues Challenge. Let's begin with the runner-up in the band category, representing the Suncoast Blues Society. Here's the Solas Band.
Some that participated last year that just came back to be here because this is the place to be this time of year, you know, this weekend, right now. It, it's just the epitome of the blues. It's, it's the largest gathering all year long on this planet of blues musicians. It doesn't, it doesn't get any thicker and deeper and muddier and water than that, man. <laughs> You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. We return now to the finals of the International Blues Challenge with the winner of the band category, Don Tyler Watson, representing the Montreal Blues Society. Just one bite from the apple, and I'll be alive. There ain't no going back now, my sin can't be 
a sense of tradition here that's important to continue. You see the history uh, in this city, you know what the blues music has always meant in this city, and you know you go see the MLK Museum and then walk around the corner and you see a street where you know Robert Johnson used to cut heads with other players and you, you realize this thing's much bigger than yourself. So it can be, yeah, it can be heavy and humbling. Here's more from the Montreal Blues Society's Don Tyler Watson winner of the 2017 International Blues Challenge. 
International Blues Challenge and the Blues Foundation by visiting blues.org or checking out their Facebook and Twitter channels. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're just not going to find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners that you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Or keep up with us on our podcast at iTunes. Visit our website at BillStreetCaravan.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can find out where the caravan's going to be next. And if you can't meet us there, we'll be back right here next week, so we'll see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Mm-hmm.